You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we got The Walking Dead, Bury Me Here. Is that right? Yeah, Bury Me Here. I mean, <laughs> it was painted right there in the middle of the episode, so it's kind of hard to miss. Yeah, no joke. No joke. Which uh, I always do, like when they're able to subtly put it in there in the middle of the episode. Yeah, really. So subtle. That's a, that's an understatement for this episode. <laughs> the, uh, but we couldn't find a director, unfortunately. No, but. I know Gimple wrote this one. Um... Well, your yeah, overall thoughts on this one, and I know we're doing this uh, a night early. Jake's yep. sick, and so we just thought we'd go ahead and try to get a little early pod going on, late night thing. Um, Man, it's tough to say what my thoughts are. Like, I mean, God. usually got a little bit of time to wrap my head around it and everything. But I know, not having a day to really think about the episode, it's kind of kicking my ass right now. It really is, especially since this was such an odd episode. I mean, I don't really watch the trailers and everything, but I watched it last week. You know, saw Carol get into badass mode. And I was pumped. And we got a little bit of that and everything. But the episode, I don't want to say it lulled or anything because we got told a great story. But it just felt a little bit I don't longer. know. I guess, like you said, we, everybody got these images of Carol coming back and doing these things. And so everybody, and to me, I was like, oh, we got the expectation. We're, we're getting her back. This is going to be it. Mm-hmm. We're going to see that. I mean, I was pumped. And I was psyched. what you saw preview-wise or sneak peek, whatever it was, was all you got. Yeah. Um, so I hate when they do that. That's just like they do, you know, when you watch Talking Dead, they do the sneak peek at the end, and it's the first two minutes of the next episode. And I'm like, really? I mean, you couldn't give me something a little more tasty? Or yeah, I, well, I mean, quit it, doing the same thing over and over again. It's really weird because, like, you hate when a trailer spoils an episode, and then when it teases you like this, you get a little bit like you. Not no matter what they do, we're not going to be happy with a trailer. This is and, true. You got me on that one. And so, but man, like it just put me in a completely different mindset than what we got. Like I mean, this was like a true drama episode. It was, and you realize that this whole episode really just kind of culminates and wraps up one small group, the kingdom, over a drop. Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean we have an hour episode over a scene over a drop issue drama you know what i mean and i mean uh, there was some great storytelling and everything but i mean i really feel like this was a 15 minute episode that we could combine with the hilltop next week and it was just we've had like two or three previous episodes of kind of this kind of fillerness and i thought like a really good action episode would have really broken this up and kickstarted us into the second half of the season yeah I, i'm not disappointed in the episode i'm really not i just um I was happy that they decided to go a little bit different angle on trying, instead of just being stereotypical, something Mm -hmm. bad happening and they finally make the decision, Richard decides to take a step up and make things happen because what he had been doing in the past doesn't work. And I kind of like that. And I mean, it was a bold plan um, for what he was planning on doing and, you know, self-sacrifice and, you know, and the funny thing is, is that the show has done stuff like that before, but not in like this, you yeah. know, people have sacrificed themselves for the greater good to save other people. This one like is in the heat of the moment. And right. everything, but I mean, this was planned out. This stage. was, yeah, I'm going to sacrifice myself to do what I know has to happen because y'all guys don't see what I see. And you even got a little background with him when he was talking about, you know, how he lost his wife and his kid. And I really dug all that. I really, really did. Um, and so the episode was a, was a winner for me. Um, but it did have a lot of things that really kind of turned me off on some different spots. 
I thought the music was whack. It was terrible. I mean, Never they did were the score like, of this episode. I'm it was not a fan. So B rate when they were like, and when there's something was an unveiling of information and then dun dun dun, you know. And I, was <laughs> I mean, like, it was cheesy to the umph degree. It was uh, brutal. There was at least three scenes where the music was like, "Are you kidding me?" Um, and I've never really harped on music ever before, but it was just so blatantly. I mean, it was one of the first things we really noticed. I mean, oh, outside yeah. of, well, I mean, before the episode even started, you went on Facebook today, you posted a photo, and it was like, hey, I think someone's going to die. Yeah. And like, we put it out there. And we well, got I just knew it was overdue. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really think about it. I was like, Walking Dead is going to give you at least two episodes every half season. Um, where you're going to have a character death. And typically you're going to get one in the first episode or last episode or both. And occasionally we're going to get one or two in the middle. And your one or two in the middle are usually your auxiliary characters. And considering that we've had four episodes in a row, this was number five of the second half season, uh, we were way overdue considering how slow and things have been going stuff. We were overdue for a death. And I mean, you called it perfectly. Yeah. I mean, I I just, but I mean like with you planting that seed in my head going into the episode and everything. And then immediately we get this sappy Ben story at the beginning. I was like, Oh my God. I mean, I hate to tell you that's one of the things I'm going to complain about. Classic walking dead, classic Scott Gimple, classic ever whatever you want to call it hey let's make a character supable lovable let's do some scenes where he's touchy and it's emotional because his brother wants to be like him and he's hugging on him as he leaves for a drop and hey i want to learn from you you just took out five. i mean just all these moments to make you sappy lovey da, 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 da. i'm over like yeah he's dead yeah. I, mean, I mean the whole time i'm like could you just go ahead and paint a target <laughs> on him i mean Stop it. I mean, I mean, it was brutal. I mean, we gave them. There was no shot value. No. Zero. You know, um, and, I, and that's the parts that bother me is that you have opportunities to do something unique and different. And you just do the same thing. And you do the same thing, even though you think you're being unique and different. And I, I just don't get that. I, I really, really don't. Um, let's let's kind of go into the episode a little bit. You know, the. Something else Walking Dead does a whole lot is they, they give you foreshadowing, you know, or they give you a, tid, a tidbit early, not realizing what it is, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole single cantaloupe in the back of the truck thing is the very first scene. And you and I are looking at each other, scratching our heads. And well, I mean, I thought it was going to be like we were short. Like, I mean, not like we were running out of food. This is all we can give you. Well, you know, the, you know what it was for me? Mm-hmm. You know what I thought was is that we put one cantaloupe in there as an insult. And we're going to ambush the saviors. That would have been That would have been my... And to me, show us that happening and then do a Tarantino where we go back to what led us to decide to do this. And just completely throw the rope-a-dope for the audience out there. Show them show up with this cantaloupe and like have the guy go, what the F? You know, this isn't even light. We're going to have to make an example. Nah, bitch, we're going to make an example of y'all. <laughs> and you mow them all down. Especially since, you know, we got the badass Carol and everything. Like, I could have seen exactly. her setting up as a sniper or something. Yeah, you've been tantalizing us. And then you see Carol previews, da-da-da-da. And wouldn't it just be amazing if you see Morgan, Staff, and Carol come out of nowhere, Richard, sniping, do whatever. I mean. You 
know, this just guns blazing or whatever. The cantaloupe is full of an explosive. You hand it to them and it blows up and one of them, you know, and kills the leader and then you mow the rest of them down when they're disorganized. Give me something that is something original. You know what? Think about this. Remember when the biker group pulled up on Abraham, Sasha, and Daryl, and, and you're all thinking, we completely oh, forget about that freaking rocket launcher yeah, in the back. Not that, but you're thinking at this <clears throat> moment somebody's about to die. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking Sasha, Abraham, and they're really going to shake it up. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the entire group takes a you know <laughs> a an RPG and blows up. One of the best moments in Walking Dead because it completely stunned you, mm-hmm. completely was not predictable, was not out of point like that. Instead. We get the single cantaloupe, and I'm thinking, this is an opportunity. This is something – this can really, really turn into something really, really cool. And instead, they gave you – this was the foreshadowing to what the entire purpose of the entire episode – which, don't get me wrong, I wasn't upset about that. But, damn, I, what I wanted from yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, you know for what, I mean? what we've created in our heads and everything and the buildup that we had leading up to the week. Yeah, well, just like you said, the, the previews they gave mm-hmm. us kind of gave you a little bit maybe. Um, you know – Instead, you get this, and then you turn into the Richard and Morgan. Hey, man, my bad. Sorry, dude. You know, you know, bygones be bygones. Let's bury the hatchet conversation. You know, and again, we're we're making Richard likable. You I mean, know? I don't know if I'm necessarily making him likable or making him personable. I well, would yeah, say. Uh, I mean, you no could go that time. route. You could go that route. And yeah. then, you know, and you see, you see Morgan you know, kind of training the little brother and, you know, and you, you, you Ben's would, watching it and, you know, it's... I mean, Benjamin still needs a lot of training. I mean, he's trying to get it at every ounce and we're focusing on the little brother who shouldn't even be seen, you know, battle time for a while and stuff. I mean, Benjamin should be in there with him. Yeah, it, it should be still him training or... I, you know, and but all but, this yeah. entire scene was just for you to see the the brotherly yeah, yeah, love yeah, and Benjamin's affection. Benjamin's about to die. Like, I mean, yeah, exactly. As soon as this happened, we both looked at each other and were like, he's "Yeah, done. he's dead." Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's no hope here. And I was like, "Watch, they'll do another scene where it shows him being cutesy, lovable, or whatever." And we got two more of them. Yep. And so another example. Um, when, but and then. <sighs> You see, this is where that preview comes in. Then you see the Carol stroll down the street. Now, what I did like about this, tell me if I'm wrong, is that she does this because she figures out in her head that something's not adding up. Something's not adding up. There's no way that I should have seen Daryl by himself. Exactly. You know, there's no way that Daryl should have found me by himself. You know, there was a lot of things adding up. like, you know, why is he telling me that everything's okay and then leaving and all these different things? And she just knew she had to go figure it out. Yeah. And, I, um, I mean, I really like that she was able to, I mean, anytime you get Carol versus walkers, it's a great thing. It's a great recipe. It really is. But it was interesting that she didn't necessarily take like the first kill shots. Like she was hitting the walker in the arm and then uh, Richard ends up finishing it. You know, you say that, you know, and I want to do say one thing. I do like the whole scene where it sounds like she's having nightmares mm-hmm. and she lights the lantern and stuff. Thank you. Oh, Thank and, you for being realism. I love like, that. like coming in, I was like, oh, the commercial break or something. And yeah, so like it, it sat nice. dark for like seven seconds. I was like, did we lose his picture? <laughs> yeah, or what's going on? Uh, I did like that a lot. Now, you mentioned this whole deal. Tell me this. Carol kills every walker mm-hmm. but one. 
In the middle of the road. In the middle of the road. In the middle of the town. In the middle of the town. And it just so happens that she this remembered is she right did. Yeah. where Richard was going to be doing I mean, his the, thing. This was a set piece for the episode. I mean, we were in this town, like little spot for like 10 minutes of the episode. Right. And so Carol finds this walker. And then, of course, you get this little shadow of somebody by the building. We're not sure this is Richard. I mean, we're not sure, but it's pretty safe to say. Because what if, I could totally see them having there's another person out there. I mean, and There's maybe, something else going on. You know but, what I mean? I mean, like immediately after we get him with the backpack right there digging the grave, and we know that's in the same spot and everything. So I, I know. 100% no, but it's pretty safe to assume, in my opinion, that this is Richard. What was the probative value of doing that? Think about the episode. I mean, I mean Richard, realistically, what what does that do for it? I mean, it's Richard always stalking Carol because he knows that she's the linchpin. Like, I mean, I, I hate to say it is something like that, but he wasn't in the town. We know he knows where Carol lives, and he's always trying to set her up for danger. Uh, and I, I it's, it's the this. best I can do. Like, I mean, you're 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 grasping. I am, I but mean, I mean, like. I mean, you're you're floating like a fart in the wind, right there. I mean, who I mean, else could it be? Like, I mean, there's I, no I, way it, we introduce here's another the thing. group. It doesn't matter who it was. It carried no probative value for the episode. A lot of this episode didn't carry any probative <laughs> value for the episode. Yeah. Well, I just, I mean, there was no reveal. There yeah. was no nothing. You see Carol look bewildered and look around and then walk on. That's it. I mean, there's nothing about, like, I feel like I'm being followed. There's somebody out there. And no, I mean, this is Carol just, we're talking about who's like, I heard you a mile away. Like, exactly. Exactly. So, they're, I'm just trying to understand and fathom why that was even necessary shot. I mean, especially since we've already had that shot like three times this season. I mean, the only thing I can figure, and which makes sense, is is that he's waiting for Carol to go back through before he makes his shopping cart blockade. But it wasn't there on the way back, so that's what I'm saying. Like he, it shows him leaving as she's leaving. So well, I'm saying like the shopping cart blockade wasn't there when she was on her way back to. That's her what I'm camp. saying. Like oh, okay. he's waiting for her to leave so that he can put it out. But, I mean, that was on her way to town is what I'm saying. No, no, no. She found the guy with the slash in the head on the way back to her house. Yeah. but I, I mean, Then he creates the blockade for the drop. I know, but, like, we didn't see, like, when we see his shadow, that's on her way to the kingdom. No, it wasn't. Are you sure? Positive, because okay. she looks at the body with the gash in the head oh, and okay. looks around, and that's when you see the guy in the, sho- the shoulder. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And so on. So, um. But I mean, we get to town, and I mean, I gotta say, like, it was pretty much a Morgan-led episode, and we knew he could do it because he's already had two and stuff. And his one-on-one speeches, along with Gabriel's, are up there for some of the best things that we're getting this season. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about because like yeah. him talking to Carol and stuff. At first, I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to listen to Morgan talk about not <laughs> killing and stuff. But no, I like that he was like, like you deflecting know, to Daryl and everything. Yeah, like, you know, and, you had that conversation, Daryl. You're gonna talk to him. You know, he's not. He's follow. He's keeping his promises mm-hmm. and everything. I can't. I feel like they were, did a good job of showing that. Is that you know, hey, I'm keeping my end of the bargain, just like the whole no kill thing. They go this, that, or so on, and it takes a traumatic event for him to go back to where he was. And so that they did that consistency, which I thought they did really well. Uh, one little detail, not to harp, is is that Carol walks into this place with blood all up her shirt and down up one side of her face, 
And it was a big deal because when she had her cry scene with him talking mm-hmm. uh, and everything, and he's like, hey, we can go to Alexandria right now, and she doesn't take him up on it. The very next scene of her walking outside, the blood is all different on yeah. her face. Um, I, 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 I get it. You know, yeah, blood splatter is not going to be the easiest thing to easiest copy thing down. To mock and mimic and da, 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 da. But it just was noticeable. Yeah. I mean, it, continuity is a real thing, especially with this big of a production yeah you can get close like yeah. i mean it shouldn't be that noticeable that right off the bat absolutely now we see richard throwing a backpack into a gravesite. yes now are we to believe that he's burying this backpack is like burying bad memories and then changes his mind to do what he did um, because, you know, you saw him throw this backpack in here, and which was curious to me. To me, the first thing it shows you is, is that, you know, uh, hey, this is me burying my past and what's happened and or so on. But then it didn't come out that way. Well, I mean, I guess for me it was just like the significance of the backpack. I'm assuming it was his daughter's. Yeah. Which, okay. I mean, Katie, great spelling, by the way. It's very unique. Oddly <laughs> yeah. enough, it's how I spell my dog's name. <laughs> And I'd uh, never seen really? that before. Yeah. <laughs> K-A-T-Y. Like, I mean, I'd never seen it before. So that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh, man, sad times. But yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, the significance of this backpack was just, I think it was him being like, I can no longer not wait. Like, I have to put have something, to something into action. And that's where we get this horrible plan that ends up in a roundabout way working perfectly. And it's just like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, you know, the whole Barry thing, I get it. Okay. I, I, uh, I mean, I don't know if we get it, but. Well, I mean, <laughs> and like you said, once the you grave understand was, his background story yes. that he gives you, it makes sense. At the time of the scene, you're like, mm, it leaves you up for interpretation. Yes. Um, then it cuts away to Ezekiel looking at the gardens, and Navilla rolls up. Great humor here. This is as far as I'm going to go, close as I'm going to get. You know, Shiva really likes you. It's like, that's the problem. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I'm just I saying that, too. I'm not going to lie. That's good stuff. Um, you know, but then this whole Weevils thing. You know, and, like, this is like, I was excited. I was like, oh, so this is why we only have the one cantaloupe. We're actually going to be short. Like, this is an issue. He has to decide between feeding his people and keep somehow keeping this thing a secret. And then shorting the saviors. And this is what's going to lead to the big spark of action. Something that is a very potential, mm-hmm. very, you know, don't have pesticides or, and or whatever. So, and, and then I have no idea what weevils are. Do you? Man, not a clue. I'm guessing it's some kind of parasite that is it's tearing up the gardens. Yeah. You know, is all I can figure. So if any of our listeners out there are gardeners and uh, know what weevils are so we don't have to, you know, get on Google, <laughs> yeah. please hit us up weevils. and let us know. If these are a real thing or not, um, you know, um, great. This tiger was good mm-hmm. from a distance. You know what I mean? The, the zoom in was a little rough, but yeah, it was. You know, they kept it the way it was, and it was good. I like that. Um, and I mean, I loved it. As she was like, I hate waiting on bad news even more. And then she was able to just quickly spit it out, and I was like, I mean, this was a good tip for that was, scene. In yeah, it was. It, it really was. Um, you know, <laughs> it just. You know, the whole, the way they broke the episode up of going one part, this part, this mm-hmm. part and stuff, 
it kind of throws you. And then it goes right back to Ben giving Morgan this picture. Now, if you look at this picture. Okay, I was going to ask you about this picture because I don't understand the it. The picture is rather unique. Um, not, I mean, it was borderline Ghostbusters with the, <laughs> you know, the cross out in the middle of it. I mean, it was like the giant circle with like the one line. It's just like, I don't. I'm, and was like me, was it stick figures going on in there? I, you know, I'm an art guy, so I don't judge. I just, I just, I don't understand the significance, or is this just another scene to make you like Ben more before he just dies? You know. And I mean, we bring up like, hey, I know this girl who framed it and everything, and I was just like, and then like we kind of harp on this girl two or three more times in the episode. We never see her. Like, the there was a lot of different things that they could have made the spark plug for this episode that we just didn't. Yeah, and I think that that was the letdown for me in this episode. I got you. I got you. Because I mean, I would have loved to know who this girl is. Like, is she going to become significant? Are we ever going to meet her? And I mean, these are things we can answer later on in the season. I understand, but yeah, yeah. For as long as we spent in this episode, I would have liked to figure some of these things out now true that true that well hopefully they bring us something the next couple episodes that makes you see that connection and it has something meaningful to it yeah and so i don't have a problem with that i just hope they don't let it go by the wayside you know what i hate like we lose richard later is is that you spent the time to develop this character you spent this time to show that he was a guy willing to take action. I mean, that he was going to be an asset for what was coming, the inevitable. And he and you give him so much to talk about as his, you know, he was a family man who had it all more than he deserved. And, I mean, he had his trailer of sadness. You know, we had yeah. he was always carrying the he assault had a plan. rifle. He had weapons. He and carried all himself things. well. And I mean, I wanted to see him in action. Yeah, I, I wanted to see him be a martyr, mm-hmm. but not the way he is now. Um. And so I hate to lose characters like that. I mean, it's just like the guy that taught Morgan to, you know, not kill. There's better ways. Da mm-hmm. da da. You know, he was a one episode and done guy. But I mean, even he went down in a blaze of glory, fighting like twelve walkers at a time and taking down. Oh yeah, he got bit in the back saving Morgan. Yeah. And I just, you know, you know, Richard, we never got his potential. We just. No, I have we to just imagine got, what his potential was. Exactly. And I just, I wanted more from him, you know. Uh, and I hate that we've lost that character. I think he was a good actor. I thought he, you know, performed well. His uh, ability to cry in this episode yeah, was. I'm just bringing it. You know? I mean, that was fantastic. So, speaking of Richard and plans and everything else. Um, so, the truck pool, which shows him load up 12 cantaloupes. So, now we're confused as hell. Yeah. Um. But they get in and they get to this roadblock um, of shopping carts. Now, when they sh- the way the camera showed it, made you feel like there was an like there was a big gate in your way. But instead, when they pulled the camera back, it was shopping carts. Yeah, and my first thought was just drive straight through it. Like I mean, this isn't a fence. Like shopping carts, they're going to bend it. You're just going to push straight through them, no problem. Yeah. Well, my first thought was is that if there's a blocked road, this is a trap. And you know what the worst thing you can do is? Is get out of your truck or advance. Yeah. You know, Especially take the driver out. Yeah, don't follow the the guidelines. You know, now given, we we learn later that Richard set this thing up and he's one giving orders, but still, it just doesn't, doesn't set well. 
especially finding out that it's an arrow. I'm not following anything <sighs> that a trap is wow. telling me to do. Yeah, you know, it's like leaving cheese out, <laughs> and breadcrumbs. Um, yeah, like, where's so, the little handles? You know, snap my tail in half. Right, and so here's the thing. We block the road, and we put these arrow, you know, and then you come around there, and you see bury me here, okay? So, by the way, this tiny hole. Um, (laughs) So, I'm sitting here thinking, hmm, bury me here, roadblock, okay. I don't really want to advance and make this drop. I'm trying trying to understand what's going on here. I'm trying to think what this means and you know of course in the back of our mind we're all thinking that you know um there's going to be a character die we've already seen richard digging the hole so Mm -hmm. you can already associate this is richard's digging this hole and or you if you're really you know that conspiracists uh conspiracist or you want to call it um you saw richard burying a backpack well, then you see somebody dig a hole next to it. Yeah. You know, you're like, hmm. So, but it still kind of makes you think it's possibly Richard. You never know. My, so then we advance and we'll come back to this plan. Um, and we get there. And of course, we're 11 cantaloupe. We're one short. And this guy starts giving the speech of, you know, you need to un- make an example. Yeah. You um, know, you need to understand we're being serious, all of this. And the whole errors and the whole time I'm thinking is how is an entire drop based off of twelve cantaloupe? Yeah, that's the first thing that went to my mind is you got this entire big old truck and a secondary vehicle and six to eight people and we're dropping twelve melons. Yeah, like I mean, not even watermelons. Every drop gets smaller. What's next week? Eight eight, apples. Yeah, (laughs) I Uh, mean, we we need six eggs. We went from giant hogs. To a truck full of gasoline and, and watermelons, so, and now we're just twelve cantaloupe. I, I'm not I wasting mean, my gas for twelve I'm, cantaloupe. I'm thinking like, next week is a pack of smokes and a couple <laughs> oranges. I mean, uh, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean I'm the last, just, the final drop is going to be oxygen. Like, I mean, not even oxygen tanks, just like <laughs> really? air. Like, it's more or less just a handshake. We're yeah. still alive. <laughs> I mean, oh god, I was just man, twelve cantaloupe. I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, I get it, you know, that... I mean, Alexandria, we're, we're coming in, we're taking half of everything every time we come until you got nothing. Yeah, and we are we got 12 cantaloupe. Yeah. I, I I really struggled with the drop and the amount of items, you know. I, I just don't get it. But, I mean, we get there, and I thought... I didn't understand what he was doing. Like, I thought he was taking the guns as, you know, payment for the rest of the drop. But he was doing it for preventative reasons yeah because he was gonna have to make an example of and i thought that this was really good in everything i was like we're gonna get a mini neekin series yeah here. we're gonna get a little something that proves this guy is not a Susie homemaker because he doesn't look to fit the part i have to tell you that if the job for this guy was to look like he's soft and unable to accomplish what the neekin people do he is nailing he it. is on the money but if this guy is meant to be a badass and carry a weight and walk around the big stick, you are failing horribly. I mean, I, so I'm not real sure so far. He's more of the limp noodle of the leaders when it comes to the group. I mean, you and Jake brought it up a couple of weeks ago of saying that this guy, 
you know, this group might not be part of the saviors. He doesn't fit the typical mold. And man, by the end of this episode, I was right there on board with y'all because I just don't see how this group is a part of the saviors in any shape, way, or form. You know, like, I mean, they heard about the saviors through the grapevine and somehow struck a deal. Yeah, maybe so. Because, I mean, you know, after we get it, you know, we get the guns, you know, you're talking about making the example and everything. The guy we don't like, I don't even know if we know his name or anything. But <laughs> oh, long hair. Yeah, greasy hair and everything. Looks like he's joining with Daryl. And, uh, like, he's pointing the gun at Richard. You know, Richard's thinking his plan's going. And then he just turns, shoots, the, you know, lowers his gun and hits Benjamin in the thigh. I mean, I know we didn't know it was Benjamin and we cut off to commercial but we all but knew. we all knew because he was standing right beside mm-hmm. him um and again never for once thought richard was gonna die right here no the whole time he was standing there i was like yeah no he's not gonna pull the trigger because on him. guess what negan's groups have always done they've never killed who you expect it's just that's how they do it your mistakes cost someone else their life which i really like i mean oddly enough it really takes me back to football or like something uh full metal jacket where it's just like oh no you enjoy how you messed up and everyone else is going to suffer yeah, because everybody else of you. suffers for it that's right it's like you know it's like private pile and his mm. jelly donut uh, such know? an iconic scene oh <laughs> there's no doubt you know classic um but yeah, and so Richard says, "Just go ahead and do it," and he shoots, shoots him in the leg. Yeah. Why? Like, um, Why? I mean, if the how are you setting an example by shooting somebody in the leg? So later on, for the second drop, the guy's like, "The kid's dead," and he's like, "Just start walking." So evidently, when the, now when the first shot been, I was like, "Wow, they shot him in the leg. This is ridiculous." But then later on, you come to find out the leader, he's like, the he wasn't to, supposed to die. Yeah, it was like, well, well what kind of he, example were you trying to set? So this shows you this guy is not a killer. This is not a leader who is with the saviors, in who, my who, who acts like the saviors. So thus, this is like its own deal. And which is strange, but also plausible because you remember the Hilltop had their own little group the satellite place yeah. that was tormenting them. And they were not afraid to use the bat and kill folks. They did it in his examples. They even had pictures on the walls yeah. of the ones they killed. Um, this guy is just different strokes, different folks, you know, but I mean, to me, there's no way Negan's letting someone go with different strokes. Like, I mean, I just don't see how that's possible. I, I'm with you, but I think if everything's running tight ship and you're producing product, you know, I, this guy, you know, he says he wants a stress-free situation. I think it's because whatever he gets, he has to go give to Negan. But I mean, have we ever heard them say, I'm Negan? Like, I know that they haven't really had a reason to. No, they have not. But no, that's true. You know, they have never done that. Um, but I swear, if this show goes and tells me that this is another group of bad guys from a different angle. I'm kind of going to be happy with it. Like, I mean, I, I'm not, because how many different groups do we have to have this season? Well, I mean, I would just like the their ability to be that creative while surviving. And I mean, I would love it. This Negan. is the Walking Dead. <laughs> you know, and you are passing compliments for things that are just typically not on the horizon. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's a nice little twist that none of us would have really saw coming. It would I, have to have some heckified probe to value later on. I mean, if it's just Negan coming in and taking taking like, who's Lucille this, for batting practice. Yeah, who's these D-bags right here? Pretending right? to be me. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that, that, that is could a thing. be okay, I guess. 
I just when I'm thinking we got three episodes left, when do we have time for something like that? I mean, when do we have time for this episode to be like this? <laughs> true that, true that. <laughs> oh. But I mean, and so we get Benjamin Sh- shot in the shot, leg, and they say the closest place that has medical supplies is Carol. Mm-hmm. They take him over there. Uh, they put him on the table, and just blood is cool. Good. Special effects, on yes. the thigh, You know, I mean, uh, you know, obviously he hit the major artery. Oh, was it the femoral? The femoral artery, and uh, and old what? Ben just says it's okay, and down he goes. And and also, like, uh, it's going to be a weird complaint, but I didn't like how anyone was really holding their guns this episode, especially like when they had the staff in hand. Like, I mean, they're just kind of really loose, and it looked like no one really knew how to hold a gun. Like, even how, like, the guy shot Benjamin, I know it's, like, a weird thing, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to harp on you to death, yeah. but, uh, One detail I am going to say I was happy about was is that... Um, did you notice that when they put the sheet over him, he already had a knife wound to the head? Mm-hmm. You know, so many times they, they forget about those little things. And you see Morgan cleaning his knife and stuff. It was cool to have that. It was. It was especially because that's something like you said in this series. They don't really care about not letting them turn. Like they're like, oh, we'll deal with them after he turns. Yeah, yeah. So it was good to see that detail not missed. Yes. You know that would have been bad that if he's covered with a sheet and there's no blood up top, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my god. And I mean that sheet was red. Yes, and so... So, I mean, bravo to them. Because, I mean, there's a lot of details that they hit on this episode. There was. There really, really was. And just as much as I said I really liked, you know, the lantern for Carol, mm-hmm. later on there's a scene where Morgan and Richard are talking. Well, it was the next scene, pretty much. And, and there's a well-lit room. We're in Richard's room. And, and there's a lantern in there going on. I'm like... Mm, yeah, it's I mean, right it's like next there's to a, a window and it's daylight. It's like we have electricity in this room. Like you said, there's daylight. There's sun coming through the window. Uh, and then it's like the later yeah, drives. That, that, um, I mean, just so you talk about details. but um, Well, before this happens, you know, Morgan loses it. Yeah. Okay, so he goes out there. We start having flashbacks of Clear and seeing his wife and kid and people dying. You know, for the life of me, I cannot remember the guy who taught him to, you know, no kill. What's the, I, I don't remember, remember that name. guy's name. But you know, we didn't have a flashback from him. No. I was really surprised, but then I was like, you realize what made him crazy is exactly what he hears from Richard. In the next scene. In the next scene is, is that I didn't do anything. But I mean, and like the thing that leads to the next scene is we find the cantaloupe. Yeah. He, what are the odds that he kicks over that recycle bin and finds the cantaloupe? I mean, what are the odds that he put took the time to put it under a recycle bin and everything? Yeah, I is it too too easy that he goes out there, loses his cool, and finds this cantaloupe? Yeah, I mean, there was no reason for this cantaloupe to be able to be found, but <sighs> you know, it, it really, really baffles me that that's. <sighs> Let's go back to this plan. I, I've got to go ahead and get this over with. Okay. Richard decides to make a roadblock out of shopping, shopping carts. carts and put dig a hole, which was too small for him, by the way, and put a sign in cardboard that says, bury me here. All right. There is nothing. And then decides to, in this plan shows everybody this. Mm-hmm. And they determine that there's some crazy people out there. And Ben says, the world makes you crazy. There's this little dialogue. And then they go to the drop. Okay. Now, Richard has the gun pointed at him. Yes. And he says, go ahead and shoot me. Go ahead and do it. Whatever. 
let's say that happened and he blows his face <laughs> off. Was the group supposed to realize that there that the blocked road was Richard and, and the if, hole was Richard Richard and all this? And if so, are we really going to let you become the martyr if you're the one that set all of this up and put us in this position? Like, if we find out that you did all of this, your plan's foiled. Like, I mean, no one's going to care. Exactly. So, if you, so, let's just say he turned around and goes, hey, it was me. Just, yeah, you know where to bury me. And then, bammo, he's dead. They're just going to be mad at him, and he is a, he is a shit-stained memory. Yeah, like I mean, there that, that was no. That's not a catalyst for war. That's just an idiot, I and, mean, you know, and so on. So let's talk about where he doesn't say anything. And bammo, they shoot him. Da, 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 da. Did he leave a note somewhere in the armory, letting him know that hey, by the way, you're at war because I took the cantaloupe. Please forgive me, but do <laughs> the war you have to do anyway. Check the recycle bin. I mean, really? I mean, he literally. If he was not going to let somebody know, or he didn't leave the note for his suicide which would have, like you said, spoiled everything anyway. I just don't understand the whole rationale of this blocked road and bury me here. There, there is no rationale for it. There isn't. There is no way in my mind that you can say that these people are going to realize that they need to bury him there or that they would bury him there for any or exactly real reason. Or for them to even understand that he created that roadblock. I mean, honestly. Without him giving him some, something away, but by doing so, nullegates what he was trying to do. Yeah. No, I mean, he got extremely lucky that his plan had a little hiccup in the middle to where Benjamin dies. Like, I mean, that was really the true catalyst for his plan. I mean, realistically, you know, that his initial plan is absolutely giant pile of hot garbage. But it ends up working exactly to a T by the end of it. Yeah, you know, but that, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of like his second plan where he's talking to Morgan in the next scene. Well, in the next scene, he's talking about, yeah, I, you know, I did it, and I, I was gonna, I planned on dying. He wasn't supposed yeah. to. They said it would be, I would be first, and and I do what I needed to do. I needed to do something. But then, like, it gets like to what actually happens, where he's like, but Morgan, you have to kill again. You know, I have to die. You know, we can't wait. You know, I mean, he spills it out. He does. And, and by he, the end of the episode, it, it comes to fruition. Yeah. But he can't, you know, is, is it just blind luck? Yes. That it actually does happen that way, but not in the way he thought. But the reality of it is, is that he costs somebody else their life and he dies, gets put in this hole and everything like that. But that's not what. I just don't believe that's what was the catalyst for we're going to war. Well, I mean, the catalyst was Benjamin dying. Right. Because, I mean, that's could... what unhinges uh, Morgan, which leads to him unhinging Carol. And, I mean, and, it's, and you know, Ezekiel it's a whole. It. And, I mean, Ezekiel is unhinged because he wanted Ben, he was grooming Benjamin to be his next right. in and, line. And so, like you said, in a weird way, Richard did accomplish his goal, but instead looks like the jackass doing it. Yes. But and I no mean, matter what, he he's probably going to end up looking like the jackass if his whole plan was for them to figure out that he did the roadblock. Yeah, well, I mean, his, every one of his plans has been terrible. I mean, when you're this trying, is true. This is true. His his streak for trying to do something has cost him greatly. Ofer. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot ofer. of a lot of offers. Yes, you're you're right there. You're absolutely. Um, so you know. 
uh, there's a cool little montage with Morgan. Do you mm-hmm. see that little the visual? You know, but, but going back to that music thing, when Richard divulges his plan, to, his plan, and what this, that, or so on, that music again. Uh, you know, dun dun dun. You know, and I'm like, oh my god. Um, but then it goes into that cool montage before you know, he, you know, where we see his wife, we see his kid. With that, but no, like you see him go and see Ezekiel and the kid at the mm. bed. You see him sitting there contemplating stuff like that, and this is where he's coming up with the idea he's got to kill Richard. I'm guessing. Do you think he this was a planned event, or do you think this was something that just happened on the spur of the moment? Um, I think it ended up happening spur of the moment only because Richard didn't tell Ezekiel yet. I'm with you. I think I think the man is just snapped, and action was required. And since Richard didn't say something, because I don't think he believed that Richard was going to end up saying anything. Very true. Like he. Like, it was talked about in the room between the two of them, and he had it set in his head, like, hey, if he tells Ezekiel everything's going to be okay, we'll figure it out from there. But then it was like, he lied to me. I can't trust him. And somehow, it ended up falling all into Richard's plan. Right. Yeah, I totally see that. You know, and then, of course, we see the scene with them putting one melon in the back of the truck in a crate, which now makes sense. Um, Although it doesn't, because I mean the fact that you're making them come back for one freaking can. Yeah, you're driving a fuel that is non-renewable in multiple cars. In multiple cars for this, you know, yes, ridiculous. And then start walking. Yeah, or I'll kill you. But we're upset and because don't we make killed the kid. Or anything. Yeah, it's we killed like, the boy. Uh, the guy's not a killer. I don't. I don't understand that. How this guy is the leader of the group. I don't understand. How that. they're still following this guy. Uh, there's a. There's a lot of ifs, mm-hmm. ifies, if you want to put on that. Um, so all of a sudden, Morgan just goes and lambasts old Richard well, and. Well, I mean, before he lambasts Richard and everything, did you notice none of our group has guns anymore? No, I guess this was their only stash. With. Which is really odd because I thought we had. I mean, Richard had a well, sack of yeah, weapons. Well, his trailer of sadness had a lot of weapons in it. I guess they didn't bring them because they felt like they might lose those, which I could totally see. You're not going to bring another set of guns with you, and then they just take those as well. I mean, maybe, but if you were never going to use them in the first, I mean, you can leave them in the vehicle. I mean, we never thought that they were going to use them on the Saviors or anything. I mean, this is for walkers. Uh-huh. Like, you don't really want to leave your place without weapons. I'm with you. Um, I mean, Alexandria just doesn't do it because, A, they're badasses, but, B, they have no more weapons. To me, so far, you have shown that you will not use them against saviors. Yeah. And that you are doing everything you can not to waste ammo on walkers. And so having a gun, in my opinion, is not necessary. Especially if they are going to take them since the last time you had them. And did Chick still have her quiver of arrows? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she, she still had them. Uh, there's, she had that, and then, you know, of course, Jerry had his big axe, which I'm waiting to see yeah. this thing in action. I cannot wait. wait, wait well, I'm surprised they didn't take that. But also, I mean, so I guess the chick is a bow lady. Don't you go with uh, Daryl's <laughs> bow, bow man. man? We got a bow lady. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So Morgan knocks Richard down and starts choking him. Did not think he was going to kill him. I thought he was going to incapacitate him. I mean, him. no. As soon as he gave him that good whack on the back of the head, it wasn't looking good for old Richard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The second he started beating him to the ground, I was like, yeah, he's not going to make it. Uh, goodbye, I Richard. I mean, I, as soon as he hit him, I was like, okay. You know, as we were sitting there watching, I was like, hey, I think Richard's plan's coming to the thing. Like, this is the act that's going to gain their trust again. Yeah. And 
as soon as he ends up killing Richard, Morgan walks up. It was like, hey, this was all his fault. You know, I'm doing this to prove to you that we are in line. Yeah, and the guy's like, good. You yeah, know? I mean, he spoke it like verbatim of Richard. And so, like you said, Richard's plan does come to fruition well. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, I mean, the beginning. Yeah, it. one more death than expected. Um, but are you surprised that the rest of the group just stood there and watched him kill Richard? No, because none of them have the stomach to pull him off or anything. I mean, Jerry's too happy to go. I mean, we see him at the beginning of the episode eating a cobbler. Before, I mean, we even go on this drop. I'm, I'll tell you, I struggled with this. And, I mean, that cobbler was more on him than in him. I really, really struggled with this. Is that they are watching them take one of their guys, beat him, choke him, slam his head against the ground, and are killing him. But, I mean. And they're all sitting there frozen. They're not meant for action. Like, I mean, when Carol killed five walkers from the top of a tree, they were all there stunned. Like, you did something amazing. And we're like. This is this is base so level. So basically, Carol. they're sitting there with their tails between their egg, completely inept, mm-hmm. because they see him. One of them can walk over there and just hit him across the head and get off of him or grab him just to get off him. Jerry is a grown ass man with a battle axe. With a battle axe, he could go over there and tap the back of his head with the back of the, with the battle axe and get him off of him. I mean, come on. I mean, the only person that I could see being able to get. Morgan off physically is Morgan or is uh, King Ezekiel. But I think Jerry could easily. Grab I, I, I don't. Maybe if he got angry or something, but like Jerry, he doesn't seem like a functionable big man. Oh man, you, you're talking down to the big man. I, I, look, you. I love Jerry. I love his humor and everything. But if push comes to shove and a walker's coming at him, Jerry will manhandle them jokers. How dare you talk about my I man mean, Jerry like that? He'll manhandle and then a cobbler. Also. Make some jokes about it while he's doing it. No, man. He'll manhandle Cobbler. But outside of that, like, I think that Walker's gone. You're dead him. to me. You're dead to me. Turn your mic off. Don't <laughs> be talking about Jerry like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I didn't see anything strange. And I, and I didn't see anything strange from the Saviors because the only aggressive person is three miles down the road from walking. Yeah. And so, like, this group is just a bunch of. This is ragtag at best. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I didn't find anything egregious about this. Uh, you know. And especially since, like. You know, here's the other thing is. Do you take Morgan's word? Yeah. I mean, you've taken his word the entire time. I don't see any reason not versus to. Versus the guy who's. Been a loose cannon the last three drops. You know, some people could say that, that, that they. You took it a little too quick. You yeah. Know what I mean? No, I mean, I could definitely understand, you know, not wanting to take the quote-unquote strangers thing because he's only been with the group for probably a month or so over richard he's been with us since the start but exactly. uh you know i mean morgan has get the guy the benefit of the doubt a little bit you know nah. morgan hey let's just watch him kill richard and Very hey, by brutal. the way this was all his fault yes you know he planted it you know like he didn't even really like make it seem believable he's just like he planted it he took off one of the cantaloupes he's the reason why we're here it's just like yeah, okay. Yeah. He, he he just murdered a guy in cold blood. I think yeah. we'll take his word. Tell me this. You know what could have happened is is that Richard could have just tossed a cantaloupe off the side of the truck when nobody's looking. The same thing happens. Yeah. No dig a hole, no roadblock, no nothing. Now, you could say the roadblock was just slow the truck down to be late and add to the credence of failure, thus making it more susceptible to get shot and killed. So I don't have so much of a problem with that, but 
you know. Yeah, I mean, I just took that as building tension. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, so, you know, different strokes, different folks. I'll give you that. But, no, I mean, I'm with you. I, I like just, like, the casually drop one of the cantaloupes off. Yeah, uh, totally. No doubt. Um, so, they <laughs> they see this scene, him dragging Richard's body. Yeah. Uh, over to the tiny hole. Well, which, also... Morgan did stab him in the top of the head, like afterwards. Oh my god, yes! It was like I bashed he his skull sunk in. that blade in, like it was <laughs> going into warm butter. I mean, it was just like I'm sorry. Unless he was sticking that through his eye socket, that did not go down as like it did. No, I mean, like you're going Stop straight it. through the skull. Stop it, Walking Dead! You do not just stab somebody in the side of the head like it's warm butter, or you know, or freaking watermelon. Um, when they I mean, I think a watermelon died. would have given more restraint than what uh, Richard Skull did. I'm telling you, I'm. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, think about it, viewers and listeners. And da, da, da. what's the last time you cut a watermelon? It took a little bit of strength. Yeah, like, I to mean, get that knife to plunge in, and you at least need to put the other hand in there. To, you know, to, exactly. No, this was like this is like dipping your knife in water and pulling it out. <laughs> Is what he did, and that supposedly took Richard out. Stop it. Please stop it. Show the guy have to really work it in there. But I did forget that Morgan had that nice of a knife. Because oh, I remember, like, they gave, like, a lot. No, 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 no. Like, the handle and everything. Like, we had a couple zoom-ins on his knife, and I forgot he had that. Because we've only focused on the little staff. But Man, no. <laughs> Barbecue that, okay? All right. Um, but yeah, we get him, you know, we, drag him. Drag him to the tiny hole. And <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. And, you know, he so buries him and then we get we, the backpack again. Yes, yeah, so we get the backpack. And, and I guess we bury that on top. I'm guessing, you know, that this was meant to signify that, you know, hey, this hole is meant for me who's doing action or whatever. Not real, real sure. Or they buried together or what, you know. I just, I really hate when I start to like a character and it's a senseless death, you know, and I mean, I think by the end, it wasn't necessarily senseless. It wasn't wasn't at the end, you know, I just, I hate that you, I just, I'll be honest with you, I just really liked Richard as a character. I really thought the guy did a really, really good job and I thought he had more to bring the table Ben was extinguishable to me. Yeah. That bothered, didn't bother me at all that he was gone. I didn't feel like he had any untapped potential. Yeah, I mean, was he no, was terrible in battle and His everything. whole purpose was to die and make us feel a heart strength. Yes. There was never anything else. I would have liked to seen Richard be a guy who I felt saves like, a few people and is a martyr in another way. I, know, he's the one who goes into the building with a grenade that somebody threw to him and saves the rest of them and goes out like a, a champ. He deserved a warrior's death. He did. He he really did. You know, and I, I hate this way this way it went. Or like you like in a buddy buddy like two versus the world scene or like you know like you're saying with a grenade or something and like he takes a few shots for Carol. Or, you know, redeems himself with that kind of story arc. Right. Well, like you said, to just you know, die like He's this. finally got a mission, mm-hmm. and he's finally going to do something about it, and he takes the sacrificial for it. And, and like I said, in a weird way, he did this episode. I just I wanted to see it, like you said, a warrior's death. I wanted to see something, I guess, a little more glorious other than somebody digging a hole with a... Or, <laughs> you know, he just square got... square shovel, by the way. <laughs> you don't dig holes with a square shovel. No. Um. So that that's that part that it rubs you. Um, then we go to we see 
you see Morgan go to Carol. Yes. Covered in blood. Well, I loved how he knocked seven. on the door with the sta- with the yes, bloody staff. Yes, with the bloody staff. After uh, he killed several walkers. Yes. And um, I mean, he was going to work on these things. Doing very well. Doing very well. And I even liked his little jumping come down karate chop with yeah. it. I mean, I mean, he had the full array of moves he, working. Now, there was one walker he hit on top of the head like... And it didn't. He didn't pop like a cantaloupe or like that, and it was just dead from concussiveness, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, he goes to her and says, "Hey, you want to know? You want to know?" And he she, he unloads on her, killed Glenn, killed Abraham. Oh, and Olivia mm-hmm. and Spencer. And well, I mean, not just killed Glenn or Abraham. Yeah, beat him to death with a bat. bat. Uh, I was like, okay. I mean, let's get the details. And I'm just sitting there thinking, oh man, Carol is a piece of dynamite, and he just lit the fuse. And but right now it's looking like a slow fuse. Because. Man, is slow as molasses. <laughs> you know, um, you know she wants to go with. She wants to do whatever. Well, I mean, he told his news, and then like he just immediately kind of walked away. Like, yeah. Now, and then she goes to the kingdom with her bag of goodies, and he stays. What what is the rationale there? I mean, you they show this hatchet in the wood as some sign of significance. Mm-hmm. And you see him there and you can they don't show it, but you can tell he's sharpening his staff to have a point. Yeah, he's making a spear. He's making his spear out of it, out of his Which I'm not really understanding why you would want a spear over that staff at this point in time. Uh, you know, I think it's just a signifying that the, the staff was deadly. given to him by his buddy. And it's almost it, like a piece. Is a sign of a weapon that you don't have to kill folks. The spear becomes the weapon that is a killing yes. weapon. Um, so it's just transformation. This is just a symbolic thing of transformation. Which, Rick, take note. You know, like l- learn how to make a spear. Yeah. Please. <laughs> um, so then Kara goes back to the kingdom and walks into Ezekiel with her bag of goods like that and says, we don't have much time. It's time to fight. Like, do you think that uh, second bag that she's carrying, that's like the bag of goodies? I, 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 I mean, I hope so. I want to say it. You know, it's a, it's a woman. You know, most women are going to have travel yeah. with four things of luggage and three and a half of them clothes. <laughs> um, I'm like, you know, personal effect, whatever. Um, she was already dressed to the hilt with the revolver and machete, and I mean, and her, the machete carrying. Yeah, like, way to go, Carol. We're we're happy to have you back. Are we surprised? What is the symbolism of the garden? Uh, I mean, it was just. You know, like remember what uh, Navila said earlier. You can tear it down, you can burn it, you can pull it up like that, but it can always grow back. You know, and so there's sim- there's symbolism there. There's a reason they put that in there. It's supposed to be poetic. It's supposed to be symbolic. I guess I'm just having a hard time grasping the, what it means. Are we to I'm, say that the, you know, things just appear to mourning. Like you know, you want to pay your respects to the dead and everything while you still can. And I think it's deeper than that. I think you don't have to lose your humanity. Like I think it's something where, like, you know, you're going to have to tear down what you've done and believe and so on, but you can bring it back to where it was. You know what I mean? Or is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, like you can always come back to your humanity. Yeah, in a weird way. And so... Because you're about to have to lose yourself. You're about to have to burn this treaty that you have with the Savior. You're about to have to do all of these terrible things. Exactly. But as long as you keep the faith that you can rebuild it, you know, rebuild it. And so, like, that's what they're doing. You know, they're showing you, I guess, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of reaching because I wasn't. Yeah, it, it was a little bit, you know, it, what just doesn't, it's not as clear. Or no. whatever, they're, whatever, they're, whatever they're pooping, we're not scooping yet. And because, like, um, I'm still not even sure why we had the weevils here. Because, like, I don't. 
you know, it goes back to the whole garden thing. So I, I don't know. Like it's this is like there's something that's infesting everything. We have to get rid of it all and start over. And maybe that so was it's just it's well, it's just like that. No, I'm thinking it's like the saviors are the weevils. I mean, probably, but you know, that's just basically what it is in some weird way. Um, but you know, the episode closed out with him, you know, sharpening staff and stuff. But also Ezekiel saying, yes, you're right. So basically he is but confirming we do have yeah. to fight, but just not today. And we have this little scene of them planting plants with a boy. And the music kicks up again. Cheese. Cheese fest. ball music. Um, and then that's the end of the episode. Um, but I mean, I'm just really hoping that we have more guns with the uh, kingdom and everything. I, I just... Obviously, Walking Dead has decided that we're not going to get to a war this season. We're going to get to whatever is going to cause the war. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to spend eight episodes of what we... The theme is Rise Up. And so, we're drawing out the Rise Up of getting the groups together. Because, I mean, I think it's safe to assume next week is a pure Hilltop episode. I think the week after that's probably going to be a pure Oceanside episode again. Yes... Um, and that leaves a season finale of all of us coming together. No, you know, you know, I, I usually don't, I don't like to tell about the comic book, but they have, they have scripted this very well to make it a scenario that is very popular in the comic book, which was, which basically the catalyst for war is that in the future, you're going to lose a major character. And that is the straw that breaks the camel back. Oh no! And that's what our that's what our season finale is going to be this year. You think is so? Is that? Oh, I have no doubt. I mean, and it's and I have a guess between who it is too. It's it's down to uh, two people. And Rosita, <laughs> yeah, fan favorite Rosita, fan favorite for death. Yes, um, but. That's the they've set it up beautifully. You said it right. Next episode is the catalyst. Mm-hmm. This is going to be the potential of action happening against Negan Group, whatever, um, Sasha and Rosita, whatever they're planning. And on a doing. big Simon and, episode, which is always right. And then of course Daryl and Maggie um, at the hilltop, which hopefully we get some background of Daryl going back to the hilltop because. Right. You know, the fact that he left the kingdom and everything to come to the hilltop is interesting in of itself. It is. You know, and we've already done the whole hiding somebody who shouldn't be here yeah. thing. You know, and so we're doing it again. Although, and, no, I guess they did hide him and everything with, like, the whiskey and everything. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, why are we revisiting something that potentially basically And we've preview. got to continue to hide uh, Maggie and Sasha and everything. Yeah, it's so. Hopefully, they don't. It's forget. risky business. Yeah. There's no doubt. Um, so basically, predictions are is that we're going to have this episode where you have this whole situation. Situation in the preview shows Sasha with a rifle pointing at something. I don't believe you see a shot taken no. or anything like that. But I think you're going to see that potential is there. Like you said, the very next episode is going to be um, Oceanside. Oceanside, Rick and Company. Um, and then possibly a little bit of Eugene or something, or the, and then of course the final episode will be whatever does happen, you know, um, the reaction to it and then the unveiling of the death. And then that's when you see everybody say, 
saddle up. Yeah. It's time to bring it. So you don't think we get another cliffhanger this year? Uh, you don't think they can do it two years in a row? No. No, we'll get we'll get the death um, okay. of a character. And if they do it right, it's going to be a really cool because they've they, the show has already set it up. And I'm the... I'm not going yeah. to tell you what like that, but they've you don't realize it, or if you're a comic reader, you do realize that they've kind of given you a scenario, so you don't know which one, but you know one of them, you know, and kind of scenario. Uh, and so that's, it's going to be kind of cool to see how they do that. I hope they just don't f it up because in the comic book series, this was a really cool kind of scene, scene moment. and twist of because it's not only does one character die. Um, but it leads to another death immediately. And I'm really curious if that's going to happen as well. So it's very interesting to see how this is going to go. Um, and this season is all about twofers. Yes. You know, we started off with Abraham and Glenn and then now we've got Ben and Richard. And so do we get another twofer? Well, I mean, we had Spencer and Olivia, you know, they died together. Everything's in pairs. So let's do another pair. Yes. Um, so it's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting to see how it goes. And, um, but I, mean, I think that pretty much wraps up our episode. It, it really does. Um, but they're really going to, I'm be honest with you, I got to put this out here. I am one of the biggest Walking Dead fans there is. I believe I'm the ultimate fan. As much as sometimes I'm critical about things, I, I absolutely love the show. It's some of the best comic books and everything like that. But this season, they're really going to have to bring it for the next three episodes to make this season one that is not... It's been long. It is not considered one of the lowest ones of them all. Mm-hmm. Um, minus a few episodes here and there, this has been a struggling season. It's just been very... I mean, it makes sense that it has just because we've built such a vast world in this one season. You know, We've introduced so many people. And we've tried to get people to carry episodes that couldn't, it wasn't that they couldn't necessarily do it. The material wasn't there for them to carry the episode and everything. So, I mean, if you really think about the first episode, we have two major deaths. Yep. Okay. And then we have, and then we have seven episodes of depression. Now I get it. We're supposed to be depressed. The world is supposed to be upside down all that stuff, but you are beating your fans to death. Well, with a bat. <laughs> and well, I mean, part of the problem was, you know, that we found out when we talked to Rosemary was it was such a violent beginning. They wanted to tone it down for the right. rest of the thing. And so, I mean, that's something that they had to be weary about. Yeah. And so then you get seven episodes and then finally at the, the last episode of the, the mid-season finale, you get the band back together and you have this emotional mm-hmm. hug and moment and everybody's hell yeah. And now we're five episodes in. And we've only got the garbage pail kids, a small group of ragtag, you know, hilltop folks, and what's left of Alexandria, and a potentially depleted uh, kingdom. And that's it. And kingdom's not on board one hundred percent yet. And Oceanside still is unknown. Yeah. In five episodes, the rise up has not risen. And like, even if we do arm this garbage pail kids. I don't trust any of them. I don't think that they're yeah. going to do... I think they're cannon fodder. Yeah, there's no doubt. Who says they're not on the satellite option of Mason? Yeah. I mean, I mean, Deacon. I mean, do we want to give these guys guns and then they just turn on our groups? And, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks uh, for the weapons. Yeah. Um, so, they're really, really going to have to tighten this up 
for the last three episodes to really bring it to make it where this is a memorable season, one that is very fulfilling and carries weight and is memorable um, as in comparison to other seasons. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm really, really hopeful because um, I still love it, you know. Um, guys, if you, if you listen tonight and you thought we were on point or completely off point or something like that, let us know. I mean, if you got a few seconds to throw us something on, on Facebook or Twitter or even throw us an email, we started getting a lot more emails. You know, it's bleedtvpodcast at gmail.com. Um, people talking about where can we go to listen to more pods or where can you advise people to do things and so on. Of course, every time you, you know, tell anybody that if you click on one of our things on Facebook or Twitter, uh, that it's an easy, fast way to play, you know, go, go to our Podbean site that plays it. But of course, there's always iTunes, Stitcher, Podcatcher, Downcast, all these different places. Um, you can get any podcast from. It's super simple. Just search in Bleed TV Podcast, and voila, we're the only thing like yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, just go to iTunes, and like you said, type in Bleed TV Podcast, hit the subscribe button, and it's going to automatically download all these episodes. That's you. Make the it easiest nice one. Easy. We've used, but uh, several other people use it. Um, you know, tell a friend, get somebody involved. You know, if they love the show, we'd love to get them involved with ours. Um, we love to talk about these uh, these amazing episodes. Sometimes they're amazing, sometimes they're not. Um, love to talk about the details. I mean, last week, um, I'll, I'll have you know, we got standard, uh, we got uh, stood corrected on several things. We we harped on Michonne and her With hair and, and smell, everything. and we harped on the word the gun come from, and we had fans that. Uh, buzzed us, us in and corrected us and you know what you can ask anybody who listened I, I straight up tweeted them back saying I love you guys thanks for keeping us straight you're absolutely right and I want to give them kudos that you know they called us on things we were kind of harping on and they were absolutely correct the show hadn't made a mistake and boom you know, it just shows you we can make mistakes too. and Very that, rare very rarely do we yeah, make those mistakes okay. alright yeah um, but it just shows you you know we're going to keep rocking on because we love our shows. We want them to be the best. You know, I feel like we cover some of the best shows on television and my favorites, and does, we want them to be the ultimate. It would be my dream to sit there and talk about an episode and go, it was perfect. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was amazing. You know, One day. sit here and be a fanboy. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard, especially with The Walking Dead. <laughs> um, but like I said, still love the show, love the comics more than anything. And really looking forward to the rest of the season, and I really hope they tighten it up. Um, and but other than that, I think we're going to call tonight. Uh, this is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach, and I'm Cash, and we'll see y'all next week.